Hey, this is Casey Redman, your host of Peeling Back Money and Life. This is part two of how to make the most of COVID-19. So part one, we discuss how to make the most of your investments, about staying the course, listening to John Bogle, listening to Warren Buffett, about fear and greed in times of uncertainty. So in this episode, in part two, we will be discussing how to maximize your life during this time. And how are you all dealing with with this uncertainty? This, you know, this is all something new that we are coming into. And what is the benefit of this recession over the last couple? Well, I would say the benefit of this one is we're all going through this one together. And what I mean by that is think back to the real estate crisis, the financial crisis, that different parts of the country were hit a lot harder than others. And different communities were hit a lot harder than others. Different families were hit and some weren't hit at all. And I know similar to the COVID-19, we're all hit a little bit differently, but we're all hit on the COVID-19. Not all of us were affected by the real estate bubble. Okay, And even, even the technology bubble, we weren't all affected. And we're, we're being affected by, by different extremes in all three different cases. And that goes back to what we talked about in part one of we never know when, why, or how things are going to happen in terms of markets. And we never know when, why, or how in terms of environment and economic impacts that they're going to have on our families either, both, both financially, but also to our personal well-being as individuals and as families. So this one is affecting us to a different extreme, but we all have that same thing to kind of talk about about COVID-19, you know, some have lost a job. Some are now working from home with or without kids in the home. You know, you may have kids, maybe they're at daycare, but maybe you're trying to take care of them while you're working from home. You're trying to help them potentially with homework. You're trying to um, somewhat get, get material from the school and trying to teach them and help them learn. Uh, many are filing for unemployment, and that's just that number is going to keep getting bigger, unfortunately. And we don't know when any of this is going to stop, so it's leaving that that uncomfortableness. You know, um, you know, you hear, well, yeah, we want the we want the sports to start. We want to get back to watching movies. We want to get back to restaurants, but no one knows when that is going to happen. And that that uneasiness. Uh, many people are getting stimulus checks uh, coming, and what are you going to do with that money? You know, just like what are you doing with your time night time right now? What are you gonna do with the remaining time that we are in this this isolation? Are you making the most of it? So for that stimulus checks, are you gonna be buying essentials because maybe you lost your job? Are you gonna be paying down some debt that you've been waiting to pay down? Are you gonna buy more investments now that they're on sale, some of the stocks? Are you gonna buy some personal or professional development material? And to me, you're always looking at opportunity costs in any of those areas. And it's not necessarily always the financial cost. It may be the, the anxiety, the well-being, um, that cost. And so what areas right now could you be making the most of your life, your time? Let's look at family first. Are you making the most of this family time? You know, are you, have you been wishing that you were able to spend more time with your family before all of this? And now are you being present in that moment? So that time, do you have family values? Does your family have a mission vision statement? 
Are you playing games during this time? Are you going on walks during this time with your family? Are you instilling those good habits in, and if you have kids, in yourself, uh, with your spouse? You know, a good book to read to help you to kind of clarify and, and see if you're, if you're living up to your values would be Seven Habits of Highly Effective Families by Stephen Covey. He's also written Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. His son, Sean Covey, have written Seven Habits of Highly Effective Teens, Seven Habits of Highly Effective Kids, of Happy Kids. Do you have a personal mission and vision statement? So I think these are times that we can get very clear on what we would want out of life because potentially we have that time, even if we are working from home, but even some of us aren't working, we're unemployed. So you could be spending that time maybe to um, gain more personal development, gain more professional development, start that uh, side business that you've always wanted to start. Now that now is that time. Read that book you've always uh, wanted to read and develop that habit. Uh, start that prayer habit, reading the Bible, um, all those things. You know, because the habits during this time, good or bad, really come out during times of uncertainty, unusual circumstances. We don't have that kind of normal rhythm routine. So we are a few weeks into this now. Have you kind of gotten into a new rhythm routine? It is going to take some time, but the quicker you're able to get there, the, the more impact, the more positive impact this experience is going to have, and you're going to make the most of it for yourself, your family, your community, the world at large, and you're going to look back at this as, oh, I'm not glad that all those, that the sickness happened and that all, all those people um, got sick and died, but I made the most of that opportunity I had in that moment. So how are you ending and starting your days? And in, to me, in order to start your day right, it's more important to end your day right. So I want to talk about a couple different strategies that I have used and maybe it can help you to better utilize in, in starting your day and ending your day. So tips to ending your day would be to have some type of bedtime ritual. And, you know, this is backed by a bunch of research and backed by a bunch of science and, and things that I've been experimenting with. And I would recommend that you experiment with for yourself personally and figure out what works best for you. So one to two hours before hitting the stack, you want to, you know, really limit that screen time. You're limiting that blue light that's coming in from your TV screen, your computer screen, your phone screen, even the, even if you're reading on a digital screen. You're limiting your eating, limiting your drinking of alcohol because that takes time to metabolize both the alcohol and the food. That's going to affect your sleep, your quality of sleep. Um, maybe a good strategy is to soak in a warm bath. Uh, read a fiction book over a nonfiction book because if you're reading a nonfiction book, it's going to um, tend to have you be thinking more and potentially keep you up. Uh, spending time with family is a good is a good strategy solution here. Journaling, so you kind of get those thoughts off of your head, off of your mind. Writing down your plan, your agenda for the day tomorrow of what you hope to get done, so you're not thinking about those things when you're going to bed. And then and then you start thinking about starting your day. You have that plan. 
that mindset already in place when you're hitting the sack. I am going to get up at this time, whether it's 4, 4.35, 6, and you are committed to doing that. And you're going to do that repetition over and over and over again because that's your new mindset. A good book that I've read and a good practice strategy that I've started to implement in my life and I'm still experimenting to figure out what works best is The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. Uh, he has an acronym known as SAVERS. It's silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing. And this can be done in as little as six minutes or as much as like two hours if you would like, depending on how much time you have. So maybe some days you have 30 minutes, maybe some days you have an hour, maybe some days you only have five or 10 minutes. Well, in any case, you just kind of shrink each, each one down here and I'm gonna go through each one. So, so silence, this could be meditation, this could be prayer, this could be a form of breathing. It's just a way to kind of start the day to kind of calm your mind, calm your thoughts, and get in the right frame of mind, the right frame of reference to start a day anew. And then you have affirmation. These are affirming words. These are statements that you say out loud. And the key here is to make them your own. You can start out with examples that many people have. You can just simply go to Google. You can uh, go to Miracle Morning, any place where you can find examples out there. Um, Zig Ziglar has many examples for um, maybe some of the gen, uh, older generation, middle generation that has heard of him. I, I, I personally love Zig Ziglar. Listen to a lot of his um, books, audio, podcast. And you, the key thing here is to say them out loud and say them with emotion. It's not going to be, it's not going to be impactful enough for you and in your life to make a real change if you don't say them with emotion, if you don't say them out loud, if you don't make them your own eventually right? And, and you may want to even say it in the mirror so you can see it. And then we go to visualization. So you're here, you're imagining yourself doing something step by step. What do you need to do step by step to achieve that goal that you are trying to hit? What does, what does your ideal day look like hour by hour? What does your dream house look like room by room? What does your best relationship look like? with your spouse, with your kids, with your coworkers, with your friends, your community workers, your neighbors, and the list could go on and on. It's about getting very clear about what you want and the steps that you need to, to get there. And I recommend repeating the same visualization. So if we're talking about your ideal day, we're talking about your dream house, we're talking about your best relationship, repeating that same one over and over, day after day until it becomes ingrained and in a reality in your life before you start moving on to the next one. So you might want to like prioritize them, for example. And you'll get better at this just like anything, just like riding a bike, tying your shoes, getting, having starting a new job as you go through these. So is it going to be a little awkward if you've never done silence before, or affirmation or visualization? Yeah, it's going to feel a little awkward. It's going to feel like I'm not, you're going to have kind of that, that talking head of, I'm not doing this right. I'm never going to be any good. Well, put those things aside, recognize them, put them aside. Don't let it affect you and realize that anything in life takes practice to be good at. And then we, and then we move on to exercise. And this is really just about getting your blood flowing. So this could be as little as a couple minutes. 
This could be as much as 30 minutes, 60 minutes. It just depends on person to person and the time that you have to devote that day. I like personally to do super slow training. And Ben Greenfield talks about this. Um, the book titled Body by Science is also a good resource. I'll include these, these resources in the show notes if you haven't heard about those before. But really the concept is you can get like strength training done in about 12 minutes. So let's think of push-ups. You're going to start in the push-up position. You're going to go down for 5 or 10 seconds, and then you're going to come up for 5 or 10 seconds. You're going very slow, and it's just exhausting all of those muscles in that training. And you can do this for squats. You could do this for bench press, and that's that's for the strength training. And then, and then for like the cardio piece, um, get, you could get this done in about 4 minutes. It's about, it's about sprinting. So you're going all out for like 20 seconds and then you're taking about five seconds off and you're going hard for like 20 seconds. You're taking five or 10 seconds off and you're going hard for another 20 seconds. And you repeat that over and over for about four minutes and you're just exhausted and you're, you're, you're done working out for the day. You can still, I would still recommend that you, you get up from your desk, you still walk, and you can do, you know, push-ups and sit-ups and squats and just get your body moving throughout the day. You still want to do that. But your main workout is done in like four minutes if you're talking cardio. Your main workout is done in 12 minutes if you're talking about strength training. And to me, that's awesome. That's amazing because not everybody likes to work out. And the ones that do like to work out for longer periods of time, well, you can do that. You can still do that. You can do a different form of training. Um, and then we're talking about scribing, also known as journaling. And it helps you to gather your thoughts and become more self-aware. It can be a great to use not only in the morning, but night as well before you're going to bed. So let's go over those again. This is the Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. It's known as the Savers. It has silence, affirmation, visualization, exercise, well, reading, reading, I forgot reading, and then it has scribing. So reading, you're talking here about personal development book something that you are striving to be maybe it's related to the visualizations that you're talking about the affirmations that you're talking about and you you commit to reading i would say at least five minutes and some days it may be 15 some days it may be 20 30 minutes but you're you're committing to that practice every day because if you only read for five or ten minutes a day you'd be astounded by the amount of pages the amount of books that you'd be able to read in a week and a month and a year so commit to that daily practice, commit to that, that daily, just commit to that. It's going to change your world in so many ways. And then another one here, if that one doesn't speak to you, is the sixth phase of meditation by Vishen Latiani, founder of Mind Valley. And again, I will include the, these in the show notes as well. And this sixth phase of meditation is about 21 minute guided meditation that that will help you organize and address some of those most pressing issues we all face. It's not really specific religious or cultural based. Um, it's six essentials that everyone needs to kind of thrive in their life, as Vishen would put it. And beyond all the benefits agreed by science when it comes to meditation, this particular meditation is geared to have you reflect on things in your life. So with the proper amount of focus, this practice can change your life. Um, and so there's six phases. The first phase is love and compassion. Phase two is gratitude. Phase three is forgiveness. Phase four is future dreaming. Phase five is perfect day. And phase six is the blessing. 
So recognize that this is a form of meditation. When we go back to kind of the savers, you have the exercise describing the reading, the visualization. So this is just about meditation. Um, so phase one, we have the love and compassion. This phase is about feeling connected to other people and having a sense of compassion towards them. As you're guided through this phase, because it is a guided meditation, um, you are taking from your sense of compassion for yourself to the space you are in, and then to kind of your outer neighborhood, the town you live in, the region you reside in, your home country, and then kind of globally, nationwide. So that loving compassion piece. And then phase two is gratitude. And science shows that gratitude can give us more energy, create higher emotional intelligence, provide a more forgiving attitude, lessen depression and anxiousness, provide a sense of social connection, help improve our sleep, and ward off headaches, to name just a few benefits. And you can go and Google this and read many books on this. There's so much research on this. In this phase, you focus on three things you're grateful for in your personal life, three things you're grateful for in your professional life, and three things you are grateful for in yourself. So this one's about gratitude, phase two. Phase three is about forgiveness. Decision to let go of the desire for revenge or an ill will toward the person who wronged you. And science and research have backed this amount up a lot as well. It can also include feelings of goodwill toward that other person. So the power of forgiveness is huge. And then phase four is future dreaming. Look at where you see your life three years from now. That's what vision says. And maybe it, for you, it's one year from now or two years from now or five years from now. But it's about that future, dreaming for your future. How will your life look? Your love life, your health and body, your career, your business. Are you happy and content? Are you fulfilled? Are you joyful with where you are in this moment, this minute? Or can you visualize a life that will make you more fulfilled? One that shows you thriving in any and every facet of your being, of every facet of your existence. Future dreaming creates a space to let your wants and needs take shape. You know, it goes back to that visualization piece of the savers. And it's about building that momentum. And then phase five is that perfect day. Forming a picture of what you would consider to be the perfect day, the ideal day. Again, it goes back to that visualization piece. And then phase six is the blessing. Assuming you have a higher power, whatever you believe in, this phase is geared toward connecting to that energy and asking for support for the first five phases. So it's that kind of form of reflection here. And just a little bit of a, a wrap up and some other thoughts and tidbits here, kind of maximize your life during this time. So we want to get that more, that nighttime routine so we can have the best morning routine that we possibly can have because our inhabits right now are so important and we might have to tweak those during the, these unusual circumstances, but they really bring the best of the worst out in us. Um, some other thoughts here, turn the news off, limit that screen time in general. Because there's, there's a lot of negative things going on there, out there, whether you're talking about the markets, whether you're talking about this virus. And have you been wishing for this in some way, shape, or form? This is time for self-reflection. Think back before the virus happened. Were you wishing for more time at home? And now that you have it, what are you wishing for? Are you complaining now about being at home? Were you wishing for more time with your family and for things to just slow down? And now what are you saying? Maybe this isn't reflective of you, but if it is, what do you want? 
You know, if you were wishing for more time at home and now you have it and now you're complaining about that, are you just complaining to complain? It's really important to now self-reflect and how can I kind of change that voice, change that tune, change that perspective and going back to the importance of looking at the bigger picture. So my call to action to you is look at your nighttime and morning routine. First off, the question would be, do you have one? And do you believe in the importance of having one? Take a look at the miracle morning, take a look at the six phase meditation. And to me, the biggest thing, whatever one you do or whatever one you have right now is you make it your own. And that doesn't mean necessarily it's going to happen right away in the first day or the first week, but eventually you make it your own. And to me, these are some good frameworks, good things to think about, good things to put into practice. They're backed up by science They're backed up by research They're backed up by many personal success stories. So that is my call to action for, for you. And hey, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoy this episode of Peeling Back Money in Life. Please share this with somebody. Give them something that you took away. This will be more impactful for you to put into your life if you share it with others. Please give it a five-star rating in iTunes and like to hear from you what you want in future episodes. And lastly, disclaimer here, this podcast is for educators and persons only as you'd find anything online. I would only give advice to people who I know their personal situation without knowing yours. It would be foolish to provide advice. For advice, consult the experts you have in your life, your accountant, your attorney, your financial advisor, essentially the people you know you in your situation personally. 